and welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Bibber. With me, as always, Stephen White. How are you doing today, Stephen? Doing fantastic. How about you? I can't complain. I mean, you know, let's see. I left uh, the league meetings yesterday morning, and it was, oh, I think high and around 80 and sunshine, and I got back to the the beautiful Midwest, and let's see, there was – a yellow sheen of pollen all over everything and it was rainy and cold. So I think all things considered, I'm doing okay. I'm questioning some life decisions I've made, but other than that, (laughs) (laughs) you know, there's enough Allegra to get me through, I guess. So I can, I'll make it. (sighs) (laughs) I miss that sunshine though. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I bet. It's nice down here, though. Man, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, it's raining this morning, so that, you know, Oh, good, good, good. That I, makes you feel better. It that does. This that really does. That it is sunny right now, but it, it rained this morning. So. <laughs> uh, you know where it is sunny a lot is in the future home of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. So yeah. three teams in 14 months, the NFL has moved. Um, I'm old enough, Stephen, to remember a time when the NFL had a bunch of teams move and it scared the shit out of them, and they didn't like to do that. They actively tried not to do well, that. Well, well, now they figured out how to make money on moving teams yeah. around, getting you know other uh, cities to, to spend all this money to bring them there and build them a new stadium, and so... That's all it was. Uh, they didn't like it at first because, uh, you know, the fan sentiment and yeah. stuff like that, the negative publicity. But now that they figured out how to monetize getting teams to move, I mean, it's going to be uh, musical chairs here after a while. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if the they got Vegas and the state of Nevada and the county there to pony up $750 million, they can't say no to that. Hell no. I mean, you can't beat that with a stick. So <laughs> it's just amazing. The, the more money you have, the more free shit you get. It's, it's just amazing. It's It really is. It's just like, and that's like the whole, the, it's not just football and stadiums that work that way either. It's a bunch of shit. It's crazy. You know, I guess money buys, money buys access as we, uh, as we well know. Well, I, at least yep. as I as I know from the papers, I, I don't know from experience. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> I know the uh, the lucrative media these lucrative media jobs it will surprise some folks that we are not, in fact, Goldman Sachs employees. But so be it. But yeah, the Vegas thing is weird. And you know what the weirdest part about this is the most fucked up thing is that they have to play in Oakland for at least two, maybe three more seasons. Yeah, that's going to be a little bit awkward. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit, you know, just a tad. Um, I know that they were talking about the owner offering uh, refunds for season ticket holders or what have you. Yeah. And I just, you know, I'm sure that maybe people didn't run out there and get those refunds right away, but 
the more that you realize that the team's leaving, the more you got to figure more and more people are just going to stay away. Oh, yeah. They already, you know, weren't really <laughs> selling out anyway. No. Um, and it's just, I mean, how awkward is it they're going to be an NFL player playing in a almost empty stadium, you know, every other week? Yeah. Um, and, a, and a reasonably good team. Re- right. A, a team that, you know, everybody's uh, pretty clear – uh, that they're on the ride. You know, yeah. they got the franchise quarterback. They got the defensive player of the year. And both of those guys, I think, are, are like around 25 years or, or, or less. Yeah. Uh, and, and and now you, you're in all this turmoil. It, it, it's, I'm just imagining, you remember those old, like the, the video of the old USFL games? <laughs> where there's nobody there. Yeah. And then you got, I mean, you got future Hall of Famers, literally future uh, professional football Hall of Famers playing out there in front of just like five or 10 people, it seemed like. Yeah. And I'm just imagining that's what's going to, that's what it's going to be like in Oakland yeah. these next two years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be weird. I mean, even Jack Del Rio, who like is from is the Raiders head coach, is from the Bay. Grew up in the Bay. Grew up a Raiders fan. Like was even talking like, I'm ah, still not sure what to think about this yet. Right. I mean, right. I mean, that's real though. Like, it, obviously, you know, Oakland moved back and forth between Oakland and L.A. before, but that's that's the same thing basically. You know, yeah. it, it, their fans just basically had to go a few miles more out of the way to get to the stadium. Yeah. Now you got to go to a whole nother state. Yeah. And I know a lot of people go from, you know, California to, to, to uh, Las Vegas on the weekends and stuff like that. But man, it's just, it's not the same. It's not no, going to be the same. It's not, not at all. I mean, really, the, I mean, like the fucked up thing about all this is like the Raiders would have been the, the best of all the available choices to move to Los Angeles. The only thing is, is, the Raiders couldn't build their own stadium like the Rams could, and they didn't want to share a stadium with the Rams. And I can't say that I necessarily blame them for that, but, you know, that I think probably would have been the strongest team to put into L.A. But you got to follow, you got to go where the money is. Yep. And, you know, basically they got a two for it. They, they were still able to move a team into the L.A. market, and they – opening up a whole new market in Las Vegas. So it's a win-win for the NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's a... It's a... Mo Money in the Pot, I guess. That's the name of the game. And I think that's a... I think that's what sucks about the team moving more than anything. It's like, obviously, if you don't... You know, I don't have a connection to the Raiders. I'm not... I've never even been to Oakland. I mean, but, you know, at the same time, I've been through this. I know what it's like. And it's a... It's it sucks because sometimes you you know the you get the fans uh, the fans get asked to or not asked get forced to make a little bit of a sacrifice for the grand goal of uh, making making money <laughs> making that pyramid mummy money yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man it's just uh, I often reflect on just the origins of the NFL. And when they first came together to form this league, it's not like they thought they were going to make this kind of money. Yeah. You know, billions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, franchises, this, 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 you know, just got all this money invested into it. And you got all these public funds used for them. So they, 
they don't even have to spend a dime on their own facilities. Yeah. And it just became so much more of a money-making venture rather than a football venture. That yeah. It just seems like every single decision they make now, that's what it's all about. It's not about football anymore. It's not about improving the game. It's about how can we best monetize this or how, who can we, you know, how, how can we uh, address something, uh, uh, fix a problem that's not even a problem to try to attract more viewers or something like that. I mean, it just, I don't know, it, it irritates the hell out of me all the time when I really sit and think about it because it's just becoming so much more about the almighty dollar than, than, than football than it ever has been. You yeah. know, you got this new wave of owners and basically it seems like Jerry Jones is a pie piper. He, he got with these young owners and these new owners and most of those uh, guys got into it not for the love of football, but to make a dollar. And now, you know, they all kind of have their their group and, and what they want, they get. Yeah, it's like this Las Vegas thing. You know, I, I, I imagine ten years ago, this may not happen. Yeah, but just the tra- change in landscape and, and so many new owners, it, it just I don't know. It just it just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. No, they, I mean, that's the same. I mean, that, this new cadre of owners, it's sort of like, it's it's sort of like an invest, it's it's a thing for the portfolio. You know what I mean? Feels like it at any Right. It's, it's, it's bragging rights. You yeah. know, all the NFL teams, stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. You know, you, you got like the cons in Jacksonville, I think they really care. Yeah. But, you know, I don't necessarily agree with all their moves, but I think they're trying, you know, and not necessarily making it all about money. They, they I, You know, they invested a lot of their own money, I think, in improving uh, the stadium of Jacksonville. So, you know, it, but the, the rest of these folks, and, you know, I'm not knocking them. Hey, everybody likes to make money, but when football becomes more about money than actually football, yeah. It's just it, it's 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 about to hit that that point of no return to me. Like it, so many people still love football, but it's more and more straws getting on top of that camel. And sooner or later, you're gonna hit that straw. They'll finally brace the camel's back. Yeah, and, and people are gonna go away. They're gonna do something else. They're just gonna get fed up. Yeah. You know what I honestly wondered with, and this is like, this is a conversation we'll have again down. We can revisit down the road too. But like, I wonder too because like you know you think about that the the CBA right now is up in 2021, and at the same time, all those broadcast deals are up too, and you kind of wonder with the way TV's going how that's going to change with how that changes the NFL. Because I mean I think one reason the NFL has been so successful as a money-making enterprise and obviously as as a popular sport too is you know is because it's an it's the only sport that's nationally televised i mean you know you doesn't matter where you are there's nfl football games on sunday in the fall or monday night or thursday night but it's a you know, when when all that revenue system changes and i think it probably will because tv's I mean, look at the changes in streaming television and stuff now. And you look at, you know, ESPN used to be such a huge moneymaker for Disney. And now it's the 
ESPN's the one dragging the stock prices down for Disney. I mean, you know, is it they're going to at some point start to wonder if it's worth a billion dollars a year to to pay for the rights to to broadcast these games. I don't it'll be a I think that's I think that's a a thing to keep an eye on, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. But but the, I think the thing that the NFL has um in his favor is that it's kind of like everything, you know, everything is kind of losing viewers. Yeah. Not just sports. Yeah. Like everybody's talking about unplugging from cable and stuff of that nature. But basically if everybody's losing viewers, but the NFL is still kind of at the top of the heat, then they can still command the top dollar. Yeah. Now, like you said, it's going to come down to just how, this whole movement to unplug unfold. Yeah. Like, uh, how much will people be able to separate the NFL from other stuff that they want to watch? Yeah. Because when that happens and now you actually really have to compete for viewers for everything, mm-hmm. then yeah, it, it's going to change the whole landscape of not just the NFL, but every kind of show. Yeah. You're really going to have to go after viewers a lot harder than you have been. Yeah. And maybe just maybe it could have a positive effect of forcing the NFL to start listening to their fan base more to actually attract them. Because if people have a choice, they might just turn the TV off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it even kind of goes back to what we talked about a little last week. It's like if you're, you know, with Kaepernick, it's like if you're going to keep good players out of the game for bad players who aren't controversial, then uh, you're not doing yourself any favors either. <laughs> Right, you, you got, you know, Brian Hoyer as your starting yeah. quarterback uh, for your San Francisco 49ers right now. Yeah. How you feel about that, 49ers fan? <laughs> feel good about that? Because I'm not feeling good about it as an evaluator who has to watch all the games. <laughs> I can promise you I hated watching Blaine Gabbert line up for the 49ers <laughs> last year, too. <laughs> Shit, I don't want to see Brandon Whedon starting in the games. But this oh, is, yeah. a, you know, Josh McCown. New York Jets, I got to watch him for as long as he stays healthy or, or doesn't get benched for a young quarterback this year. Yeah. I'm not happy about that. You happy about that, Jeff thing? You happy about Josh McCown? <laughs> just wondering. Or who has The NFL just doesn't seem to care right now. No, and who hasn't circled those Packers-Bears games with Aaron Rodgers versus Mike Glennon? Oh, just, you know, must-see TV. <laughs> It's just like, but it's it's like Thursday night football. The league would be better off without Thursday night football. I think that's a pretty universal fact that a lot of fans can agree to. But there is no way that they'll get rid of for Thursday night football because once you're used to that money, you don't get you know you ain't cutting that revenue out of your diet. Yeah, <laughs> they are not willingly giving up any money. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, hey, speaking of diets, I guess the real reason Kaepernick's not getting signed is because he's a vegan. <laughs> Did you see that today? <laughs> I mean, you know, it, I'm just wondering what excuse would be too absurd for somebody to actually Because I understand, I, like I said, I understand uh, we were talking about Jim Charter, and he was, he was reporting what front office types were telling him about Kaepernick not being able to play anymore. Obviously, I, I disagree with that, but he's got to report what he's told. But, man, 
at what point do you just hear some shit so absurd and you're like, I, I'm really not going to print that? No. Especially not anonymously. You got to put your name on this. Yeah. If you want to be that stupid, I'm still not going to print it. Yeah. Because saying that somebody can't play quarterback because they're a damn vacant, and it was a vacant last year and played pretty well, you know, yeah. six, the lowest completion percentage his last three games was 60%, which was also the only one of the last three games that was under 75%. Yeah. You know, but I'm sure even a little bit more lettuce and less chicken <laughs> is is somehow a reflection of his commitment to the game. You don't get the fuck out of here. Like, seriously, how do you not laugh somebody out the fucking room when they call to give you that quote? Well, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't have any problems with them speaking out of Nila, but this whole Vegas thing, that's why I draw the line. Oh, yeah. Give me a friend. <laughs> Uh, you know I think what kills me? It's like, well, uh, has anyone looked at Tom Brady's diet? Because now you want to... There's a fucking weird diet right there. And uh, Tony Gonzalez yeah, was a vegan. Or is a vegan. I mean, when he, when he played, I mean, he was a vegan. I mean, you got uh, Russell Wilson drinking nano bubbles, so I don't, I don't really give a shit what these guys drink or eat. Let them play. If he can play, I don't give a damn. You know, I've known guys that eat McDonald's down there every day and was out there balling on Sundays. Yeah. So, you know, you can't tell me shit about, oh, well, I, you know, hey, he's a good player, but this Vegas shit, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> I was a vegan one day. He's a communist the next. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> really? I can't You're trust him. concerned about his commitment because he's a vegan. <laughs> really, eating better is some kind of, somehow a sign that this guy isn't really committed to playing football at, the, at I, his highest level. I tell you what, like I, I am obviously not a vegan, but I respect the hell out of anyone who can stick to a diet that rigorous because I'm telling you what, man, even just as a, uh, as a, um, a, uh, early, a gentleman in early middle age, it's, a uh, it's fucking hard to control what you eat. And like, it matters now. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not giving up chicken. I don't give a damn. So, <laughs> Look, Peter and all you vegans who love to tell everybody you vegans, you can go on somewhere with that. But like you said, I mean, I respect somebody else that can do it. I don't all the way respect you because you don't get to eat chicken. And I think it's absurd. And you don't get to eat bacon either, which is, it might be more absurd. But hey, more power to you. You're probably going to live longer than me. But I'm probably going to you know, be happy with my life at the end. But, if, but regardless of that, you know, <laughs> listen, man, I just don't understand how a guy's going to eat at Sweet Tomatoes instead of going to eat at Burger Steakhouse is somehow a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, what evidence do they have that this is going to be a problem? He didn't get hurt last year. He got stronger as the year went on. Yeah. He played well, still had the strong arm, still could run with the football, had a 30-yard run in one of those games at the end of the season. Just looked effortless doing it. So what exactly is eating some damn lettuce supposedly going to do? I mean, he's just, well, they won't respect him as a quarterback because he's salad. Yeah. What the fuck? Come on, man. Well, he's back up to his play. Look, I understand that they're running out of shit to say because, you know, (laughs) curiously enough, all of a sudden when people started looking back at Cap's film, 
other people started coming out and saying the same thing I was saying. Maybe they weren't saying like he was great, but at the very least, he was good. Yeah. Everybody can agree on that. That Ashley goes back and watches the film. Yeah. Instead of just lies and saying you did watch it, and then call him a, a guy who can't throw from the pocket. When the last three games, all he damn did was throw from the pocket. Yeah. And we ain't gonna name no name. Yeah. But you know, if you actually watch the film, everybody's coming out saying he's a pretty good quarterback. So they're running out of excuses. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I'm sure they'll be checking his emails tomorrow. We got a private email service. It'll be something. <laughs> because they're running out of shit that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. People will twist themselves in a pencil and actually believe some of this stuff, too. Like, it's, I bet you there's somebody on Twitter right now like, oh, man, that makes perfect sense. I never thought they of that. They wanted him, but they only wanted him if he liked cheeseburgers. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, it's just it's I it's uh, I just can't I I mean I can't believe nobody has thought to revisit the the way he wears his hat or his tattoos as a reason why he hasn't been signed yet. I mean, who can forget sure those classic controversies? I'm sure it's coming. You know, <laughs> don't put it anything past your boy uh, Colin Cowherd. I'm sure that's next. You know oh I mean? yeah. Yeah, well, he just, hasn't talked to his mother, so that's a reflection on him as a quarterback. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's silly season because they're running out of excuses. They can't lie and say that he can't play anymore. Yeah. They can't lie and say that he can't read defenses or go through his progressions anymore Yeah, because it's this little thing called film, and when people watch it, they see that they're lying. Yeah. And so now they're tired of getting caught in that lie. They're coming with some bullshit <laughs> That you really can't fact check. Like, we know that it's absurd, but you can't be sure that, you know, some owner isn't like, yeah, I like my guys eating steak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 when you run out of rational stuff to say, here comes the absurd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it never fails. I tell you what, if I were, if I were a player in the draft that, with a first-round grade of this year's draft, I'd be sort of thankful because, like, all the anonymous stupidity has been reserved so far for Colin Kaepernick and not the draft picks. Because usually by now, we're on to, uh, you know, the, the, what the anonymous scouts are saying about draft picks. And who can forget some of the memorable things anonymous scouts have said about draft picks in recent years? And we haven't even, like, we haven't been treated to that bullshit yet. Yeah, the key word in that is yet. So yeah. I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> Especially if you know if anybody started talking good about Deshaun Watson, I can't wait. They're gonna leak his Wonder Lick scores and everything else. I'm sure. Oh yeah, so. yeah. I don't, let's go. Let's do talk about the draft because I mean, holy shit, it's almost time for the draft. <laughs> it's less. It's now officially less than a month away. Which, um, right. which yeah, I'm like sort of as an editor starting to have a panic attack about, but you know we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but no, like that Deshaun Watson, I was talking to our college football editor, Jason Kirk, this morning about Deshaun Watson, like college football fans, like, I mean, they did an informal poll, it's just an informal poll, it's not scientific research or anything, but like, overwhelmingly, like 80 to 20%, like, Deshaun Watson is the quarterback you should pick in the draft this year. And like, you still like the NFL world just doesn't know what the hell to think of this guy. It's confusing. 
Yeah, and the NFL doesn't do confuse them real well. No, it so, doesn't. Um, but it only takes one team. That's that's the thing you always got to remember. Oh, yeah. yeah, one team uh, like EJ Manuel enough to take him in the first round. So yeah. all it really takes is one team. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And we'll I see. Mean, I think. I think there's a lot of teams I could use. I mean, I'm interested. You know, some of the obviously some of the coaching pairings are probably better than others, but right. So we'll see. It seems like I wonder if this will be the year too, where and this is probably just naive optimism, but like this is the year where teams that do draft some of these quarterbacks are willing to let them, you know, not throw them into the fire right off the bat, or not do that classic, you know, like the Rams did with Goff last year. It's like, well, we don't have shit for an offensive line, but we're going to throw you out there to the wolves and uh, <laughs> let you go for yeah. it anyway. <laughs> Screw it. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you got to be kind of patient as a franchise. If you're a rebuilding franchise, it's like, it's, it's smart to start by building your, your line, build your defense, build your offensive line, then get your quarterback. But man, that's hard to that's that's easier said than done. You know what I mean? Yeah, just sometimes the timing doesn't work out for you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. But hey, I mean, you know, if anyone wants to hire me to be their general manager, I hey, you got my email. I'll probably read it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So none of the rule changes they passed last week really. I guess what out of all the rule changes, the leaping one is the one that kind of like, hey, that was kind of a fun play. But I also understand, like you know, it is important. Like you know, safety does have to be sort of a consideration. You can't ask, but nobody's really been hurt on that play, and it seems like if there's more than incidental contact you get in trouble. That's where it is a penalty anyway. So, Right. I mean, it's literally a solution looking for a problem. Yeah. And and all it was was some teams were mad because they lost over that jump play. Yeah. Uh, guys were able to block a few kicks, and so they didn't like that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's, again, this is one of those things nobody's calling for this. Fans love that shit. Oh, yeah. Fans love to see a guy – "Quote unquote," selling out to try to help his team win. Yeah, and and you say that's what football's supposed to be all about. Well, shit, you already got the rule for the penalty. So if, if guys want to take it upon themselves to still try, then they're one they're risk, risking hurting themselves. Two, they're risking hurting their teams. Yeah. So they they have they have that already on their plate. Let them deal with the consequences if they get flagged. But don't just outlaw the, the play, why would you do that? Yeah. Just because a guy's athletic enough to actually make that kind of play? Yeah. I mean, it's not like we saw it every week after that. It's not like about the goals. You know, I could do it too. You know, you just saw it a few times. And, and guess what? The guys who did it those times generally were, were successful. Yeah. So, there's one, it was stopping offenses from scoring their, their extra point or their field goal. Yeah. And we couldn't have that. And two, it's some, some coaches that lost games that way, and they were mad. That's yeah. literally the list yeah. of reasons why you would change that rule. And you can just throw all that other shit out the window. Yeah. Because 
if you're going to come up with all these winning scenarios, there's been a whole lot of football played in, in the history of the, uh, of the game. Yeah. We got plenty of a uh, film we can go back and watch. And you show me all of these plays where somebody got hurt that it is prompting this ban. Yeah. And if you can't come up with plays to back it up, well, then you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for a play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny, too, because, like, there were the, the – there's there's a history of rules. I remember that when the Ravens came out, and they had passed too. But like the, oh, it was the rule that they where you couldn't be a receiver. Yeah, I forget the exact. I mean, it was such a weird quirk in the rule book, but it was one the Patriots beat them with, where they didn't know a guy was lined out as a receiver. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, or the you can't like ha- go out and have five of your defensive backs commit holding on the on the last play of the game to to mess with the clock at the end of it. But uh, huh? I don't know. I always, I mean, like I, you know, to me, those little weird quirks like that in the rule book that you see like once or twice a season. Are the stuff that gets are I mean it's interesting you know that makes the that that's the stuff that that we always wake up Monday morning and everybody's still talking about it's like what the hell was that you know what I mean right it's like you said it's kind of the um, stuff you can't foresee yeah that makes the game so exciting in the first place. yeah I mean I'm no PT Barnum but I tend to think that if you've got things that people are talking about, that's probably a good thing. But here we are. You know, two rules that passed that I thought were kind of interesting that didn't get a lot of attention was um, they extended the protection, the defenseless receiver protection for guys running routes where it's even within five, five yards of the line. Seems like... Say what Receivers who are running routes are receivers are considered defenseless. The defenseless receiver rule now applies to uh, guys while they're running routes. Within what do you mean? I don't quite know, but it sounds like it's one of those deals where it makes your job as a cornerback that much harder. <laughs> right, but I'm just looking at like I'm trying okay, to look it of up course. Now. If, if if you hit a guy and he's running the route, he's defenseless anyway, I would think. Yeah, I mean, gives a receiver. I saw that too, but I just route, I saw that protection. the other day, and I just it didn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I couldn't yeah. figure out what it was supposed to be about. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds you know, and like if uh, that'll be fun to see what the refs making that. Making that that same, trying to figure that out too <laughs> when the season starts. Right, I'm sure it'll never come up in a big spot. Oh, no. that ever happen? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> and the centralized replay is sort of the big one now. I mean, that's the call on replay reviews is now going to be made uh, by Blandino in New York. Okay, so here's my question about that. Um, on these weekends where you have like all these early games at the same time, um, 
what happens if a whole bunch of replays come in at the same time? Yeah. And, and, and like, I'm looking at it from the perspective of, look, I watched quite a bit of tape, a lot of film with the, the NFL Rewind and stuff like that. And when I have to watch different stuff, rapid fire, I have to catch myself sometimes because everything starts being a blur. Yeah. And so if he gets, you know, four replays at once, and he's got a rule on all of them real fast, I, that just makes me nervous that one person would might have to kind of hurry up through each one because they all happen at the same time and everybody's waiting on them to make a decision. Yeah. And these will be big decisions. I mean, the fact that they're replay reviews means they're more than likely kind of a controversial thing anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, why they would just make it one person? I thought they were just saying it like as in, well, it's one person, but they didn't really mean one person. They meant just like a centralized place. Yeah. But evidently, they really mean one person. What if Dean Blandino is sick? Yeah. (laughs) What if if he's got a cold? Yeah. You know, what if he shows up to work that day and and just is miserable? Starts throwing up. (laughs) You're going to be shit out of luck trying to figure out who's supposed (laughs) to be, you know, making this kind of decision. And you know what a low-key kind of change in that, too, that's kind of funny that could end up, like, being one of those deals where it's just, it's so, it's too stupid to be true, but, like, they don't go under the hood for it anymore. Now they're doing it on those Surface tablets on the sidelines. (laughs) How many freaking times has there been a tablet not working on the sidelines? You know what I mean? How many times right, exactly. have some coach talking about, well, the tab- my tablet's quit working or the radio signal's fucked up or the Wi-Fi's fucked up. <laughs> Sorry, the Wi-Fi at the stadium's down, so we're not going to be able to do this replay review. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see how this works They better get some hard wire for that, man. And hope hmm. I-, I hope the Russians don't hack the replay system. That's all I'm saying. Oh man, listen. They, uh, Dean Blandino goes to look at the replay and he gets Rick rolled. I, mean, I mean, what do you even do in that situation? You know? I who I guess the Russians hack it so the Raiders win the Super Bowl or something like that. Nah, it had to be the Browns or something really after. <laughs> It'd probably be the Redskins. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> who had who at the owners meeting had a full bar set up for Jay Gruden's press conference? Oh, which the optics oh. of given the whole thing with McClanahan, right? With the GM, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Wow, yeah. I tweeted that, and like my timeline was like a lot of people like, "Holy shit, this team, this team!" And then like, of course, then there were about I didn't I just I called them Washington NFL team, and of course I got. Most of the re- I blocked all of them, but like most of the responses were, "It's Redskins, idiot." Like, well, I don't refer to them as that. So that was fun. I got to block. It's always good to block some people on Twitter. Keeps you a keeps you astute. Yeah, you know, those are probably the same people who. Figure a vegan diet keeps you from able yeah. being able to throw the ball down the field. So, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> the best, like, no, you kind of missed my point here. This isn't really a thing about the name. This is more about the fact that I can get shit faced drunk while I listen to Jay Gruden's press conference. 
Right. So, <laughs> totally missing the point. <laughs> yeah. We're right over the head. Surprisingly enough, I know. I, I know that argument. It's it's a shock to a lot of folks that that would uh, that that would be um, that, that would be an issue. Man, um, so you've started in on your draft profiles. What's anything stand out to you so far? Um. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm 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 currently working on Solomon Thomas. Uh-huh. And I may not have ever broken down a more frustrating prospect uh, since I started doing this three years ago. Uh-huh. Just a guy who will make you he'll make you pull your hair out because one play looks fantastic and then the other play he shuts it down. And like he's got so much potential. But then he's he's like he's in position to make all these plays. And he just just doesn't make them. Like he, he barely misses tackles. He'll have a hand on the guy and you know, can't hold on. Uh that happened to him several times uh, when he could have had sacks and the quarterback just ran out of his grass. Uh, yeah. so uh, you know, I, I I'm gonna save some of this for the actual breakdown, but uh, I'm not sure I've ever seen. Like I thought, Miles Garrett was a little frustrating to watch because he's so athletic and, and it's readily uh, uh, obvious watching his tape uh, how fast and, and, and explosive he could be. Mm-hmm. You don't always see it with this play, and you didn't always see him finishing plays. But it's like not even in the same universe with uh, Solomon Thomas. And, and the interesting thing about Solomon Thomas is he, he's a little bit shorter than than, than uh, Miles Garrett, but he, his combine performance was pretty close. Yeah. And most people, uh, you know, I, I would say that he's a defensive tackle more than an edge rusher type, but he ran a 4-7 and had 30 uh, reps on 225. I think his vertical leap was like 35. Damn. And he was around 273 pounds and six six foot two uh, or six foot two and a half. Mm-hmm. So he, he's, a, he's a physical specimen in his own right. It's just, man, it's just something's missing. So, mm-hmm. and, if, and, if, and if you can find that something, which I'm still trying to kind of look closer and see exactly what it is, he might be a superstar. Mm-hmm. But he could also go the other way if you don't find. So it's just, uh, yeah, I was expecting, he wasn't what I was expecting. All I had seen of Solomon Thomas was the bowl game against uh, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And he was making all these plays and stuff that day. But I learned my lesson a few years back, you know, you, you catch a few glimpses of a guy during the game. It doesn't really tell you the whole story so um but i was i was you know pretty excited to start watching this film but after i started watching it i was just like i was cussing but not in the good way (laughs) (laughs) i feel you i feel you (laughs) it'll be interesting to see those players like that it's the i don't know like the rashid hageman thing 
Yeah, but he's got way more talent than Rasheed Hayes. Really? Like, if, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to save some up for the breakdown. But, right, right, right. Oh, man. I mean, I mean, think about this now. He's a defensive tackle to me. How many mm-hmm. defensive you tackles you know to run a 4 7? <laughs> Ain't many. <laughs> and usually the ones who can are, are pretty, you know, pretty good. Yeah. That, that list ain't long, and, and the guys who've done it usually end up being pretty good players. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. I mean, he wasn't quite as big as I thought. I thought he'd be over 280. He was a little under that. But you can tell he's got the frame. He can put on uh, some more uh, uh, weight, and plus he's strong as hell anyway. So mm-hmm. it's just, uh, yeah, he's, I think he ran like a 428 in a short show. Which is really good too. Hell, it might have been better than Miles Garrett. So I gotta look that up. But I mean, he's just a physically gifted dude who just almost makes a gazillion plays, but just only almost. He keeps missing them. Yeah. So and like I said, he also has some effort issues. So there was one play where you know, like I'm taking notes, and I started writing in all caps. I was so mad at him. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 I take my notes by hand. I, I wrote in all caps, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Frustrating. <laughs> Frustrating dude. A lot of potential, though. Hell of a lot of potential. Man, I'll be, uh, I'll be interested. I'm looking forward to reading that one. Let me tell you. I, we got the uh, Derek Barnett one coming up soon, too. So I got to. Should be. All it should have that out Monday. Just FYI yeah. for the folks out there. That, that'll that be a good one. But, yeah, yeah we're, we're getting into draft season. So, yeah, you know, uh, just getting into these players has been really interesting. And, you know, all these guys can play. You, you see them all making plays. Um, it's just a matter of where you take them. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to you know, I've seen – edge rushers and defensive tackles now. I've only seen one each of the offensive tackles and wide receivers, so I'm looking forward to seeing another guy in each one of those groups so I can have somebody to compare them to. Yeah. Which is always useful when it's it's draft time. Well, it should be a, it should be a, a good one. Good one. Good one coming up. Because, like, now, like, we're finally, finally, like, there's not much free agency. There's no free agency left, really. I mean, you still got, I guess, the Tony Romo shoe to drop, and we'll see if anything shakes out there. Still technically part of the Cowboys, and then you got the Garoppolo trade, which may or may not happen. We'll see. But it's all all draft from now till the end of April, pretty much. Until they do, there'll be some Friday afternoon, and Tony Romo will get it released or signed or whatever. <laughs> right about right. five o'clock. About right before the draft. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes, indeed, they do. Uh, Steven, that's uh, been a pretty good show. I guess uh, we can be free to go eat our vegan diets now. Not me. I'm going to get some chicken. <laughs> yeah, have a good one, though. <laughs>